Hi, and welcome to the Matching Mom Jeans podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Shelby. I just saw you in person. I was about to say that. I recently saw you. (laughs) I recently saw you and your husband and your baby. And my child was very confused about the number of mommies in the room. Oh. He kept saying mommy and more mommy. <laughs> yep. I love being called more mommy. He still um, will pick up the phone and say more mommy, book, more mommy. And then Aww. he'll say your daughter's name, which he says like I'll in a read him way, regardless. Little, I'll read him Little Blue Truck anytime he wants me to. Uh, we tried to read that this morning and he was very unamused at the way I read it. He was like, this is not how I wanted to do this. Oh, I don't read, read it, it in the him. proper. I don't read it in the proper way. But so if I think you're hearing the sound of my voice and you don't know what we're talking about. We're identical twin sisters who have um, different numbers of children and live a state and a half away from each other regularly. <laughs> yep. But once a year, sometimes twice a year, this time, this year, this coming year, 2023, we will see each other at least three times I know as opposed to our normal once a year um because we just have so much excitement going on um but our regular family holiday was in February this year and it was was so fun fun to meet in a different place we went to Asheville North Carolina which is beautiful and not somewhere that I thought that I was really that interested in being, but instead really enjoyed it and already think that we should go back and do more stuff there. I love Asheville. It's beautiful. It is. It would be a long, long, long drive for me. So we did fly. Yeah. And I think we should should talk about that. The worst flying experience with a baby that we've ever had. And that includes... Me changing a blowout diaper in an airplane bathroom when she was three months old. Like, See, in the air. I have never flown commercially with my children. I have never flown commercially. Oh, commercially. At, well, my husband's a pilot, so I have flown with my two oldest children. But my youngest has never been in a plane. And I think he would kind of love it and kind of hate it at the same time. Like, he would like looking out the window, but, and he would like seeing the like outside of the plane because he loves planes, probably because of his dad. But it, I don't think your, your daughter is so well traveled that like even as miserable as your trip was, I felt like she handled it like a pro. Oh, she totally did. We had, um, one really bad skipped nap because of our schedule getting messed up. And so by the end of that day, she was done. But honestly, it's not the worst day we've ever had as far as sleep goes. So she, I mean, on the plane, she does really, really well. In the airport, she does really, really well. Now that she can walk independently, um, it's not as fun as it used to be (laughs) in the airport um, (laughs) because now it's like – Somehow she's only one toddler, but it's like herding at least seven cats. Very real. Very, um, very, very real. But Plus, for you also have time, to herd a husband, which I, even though I haven't oh, traveled my, with my children. My husband herds me. 
Oh, there you go. See, there's there's always one part of the relationship where like my husband and I, when we've flown together, like I kind of have to be like, we're going, we're doing the thing. Come on. Because I like to get to my gate and like chill because I have a little bit of anxiety about traveling and I'm always afraid that I'm going to like miss miss stuff or they're going to like move up my flight by 45 minutes and I'm going to like miss everything. Or reschedule you on a flight four hours later. Yeah. Because of a car so, seat. <laughs> tell, tell us about how your parental rights were violated. <laughs> they were something. Oh, my gosh. For the first time. So when we fly, we usually end up at our destination renting a car, which means for as long as my daughter has been in a bucket seat, um, we have flown with her car seat. And car seats fly free, no matter which airline, no matter what, car seats fly free. That was the first hassle. Is I go to check our car seat in. You can you can either check it in for free at the like check in counter for customer service where you would check in like a regular bag, yeah. Or you can gate check it. Usually we okay. gate check it, um, but now that we have. A much heavier baby. <laughs> Valid. And we weren't checking any actual luggage, so we had more carry-on bags than we normally do. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So we tried to just check the car seat. First, the woman at the checkout counter, um, by her own admittance, she was new. She tried to charge me $30 for the car seat. No, and ma'am. I just kept thinking, I'm like, if I had, if this was not my, like, seventh flight with this car seat what the heck so yeah, you wouldn't even know what your rice were you would have just paid it yeah i would have paid thirty dollars and i would have been like well that sucks like but yeah I'm they fly free you. and so pointed that out she looks over to the person next to her and she's like do car seats fly free and the guy's like yeah always well then she said there was something going on with the printer and so it, they didn't print a tag on it but we were running kind of close on time and um have to you know go through TSA and every time we go through TSA we have a completely different experience especially I have I have a question how does an airline justify that their quote printer is broken because they have to broken it was just being slow she said uh who cares lady (laughs) well that's on me because I should have waited because this comes back into play later is I should have waited or let her send it to a different printer or whatever, because it had to have a bag tag on it. Um, so the, so we go on through security. She said, I said, as I was walking away, I was like, you sure you got it? And she was like, yeah, I got it. I was like, okay, it's a car seat. I got to have it on the other end. It's a car seat. You got it. And she's like, I'm getting it. It's printed now. So you had to leave the car seat there and put a bag tag on it or she was going to put the bag tag on it. Yeah, normally, every other time we've done it, you set the car seat on the weight plate. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's a car seat. Probably free. They tag it. They hand you the scan copy just like you're checking a bag. So it's got this big, long receipt on it like they always do. Well, I... Car seat is done. Yeah. It's 6 a.m. She says she's got it. I walk away. I would have trusted her. All the way through security, which is... Well, you'd think you could trust the people there. But we go all the way through security, which every time we've ever gone through security, 
with my daughter and her diaper bag is a completely different experience. Yeah, because um, you never know. People might put bombs in formula. Well, it's not even that. It's <laughs> just – like I know they have to do their jobs. I just wish they would do their job consistently so that you knew what you were expecting. Like do I take the bottles out of the diaper bag? Do I leave the bottles in? Are you going to have to swipe my name my hands for explosives? If we don't like one of the formula bottles this time sent my husband through the full body scanner. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've never done that before. We always get swiped for explosives. They always swipe my hands. Sometimes they swipe her hands because I'm wearing her through security. That's the best way to get through security. Tiny, Tiny baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've totally swiped her hands before. She's been, touching, so she's been touching explosives. We get all the way through security. We get to our gate. And we're approached by a gate agent that says they have rescheduled us on the afternoon flight. What? And I'm like, so They didn't what? even give you, like, you didn't even get, like, past where you should have gotten. Like, you should, you weren't even. That, there was no intercom. There was no nothing. Yeah. And they're like, well, your car seat was left down at the desk. I was like, what? yeah, with, with the people who need it. <laughs> They were like, it didn't have a bag tag on it. And I was like, she said she was printing one. She like, was printing the bag tag. That's your job. It Why was that? wild. That's the job, ma'am. Yeah. What were you supposed was, to have done? Were you supposed to like print the well, bag tag? Well, we needed the bag the- tag and their printer wasn't working. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I shouldn't have left it there without a bag tag. But at the same time, I shouldn't have been allowed to leave it there without a bag tag. But also, I guess, okay. I I guess that might track, but it also doesn't track because she had the bag tag. It's not like you were supposed to attach something and you didn't attach it. She was supposed to attach something. So she is the. But I was. Until they tag it, I'm responsible for it, apparently, even though (laughs) she'd already taken it to her side of the desk. See, okay. And what was crazy was when we got back down there, because we had to go back through security and leave the airport and go to the customer service thing. And when we got down there, it had a tag on it. (gasps) So it was like really, really crazy and stupid. And we got super delayed. And it was just like, why? Like, and you know, it, you know, it comes down to it being her first day or new day or whatever yeah and i just like this is why I, this is why i print out the tsa rules for traveling with food and formula and breast milk because Which i did not know that you did so but that makes complicated. so much sense it doesn't and it doesn't my husband like has a theory that my husband has a theory that the flight was overbooked because we live in america and <gasps> even though it's public transportation like the flight was overbooked and they were looking for reasons to like kick people off Oh, my gosh. And so that was, like, an obvious one. But, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. And, like, didn't even, like, say anything, like, you could go get the bag or anything like that. It was you were rescheduled. And so that meant we were leaving later. The whole day was shifted by hours and hours. Not to mention that, but it's, like, 6 a.m. I would have just been an absolute disaster because 6 a.m. is not a time that exists in my world. Except for like very specific days. Yeah. Like, so traveling with children is harder than it should be. Partly not because of the child. (laughs) I was about to say, I guess my question comes down to like, 
do you feel like she was even informed like as part of her training about like child specific things or because I the day that it happened with you I was looking on the airline's website and you can't find anything about car seats like you can find things about strollers you can find things like being gate gate checked you can find things about you have to buy your own um you know a child over two has to have their own seat if they're flying on the plane in the car seat by themselves obviously that that's their own um, well even like the rules that are enforced by some airlines but aren't enforced by others like some airlines if you are flying with a child on your lap under two they will have you bring their birth certificate whoa to prove their age (gasps) i would have never thought about that and so like we fly with all sorts of things just in case so is it did this happen or did i was this a fever dream where they tried to say that the diapers inside the car seat like cuz you had your car seat in a Well, bag, you know, right? technically you're not supposed to do that. Technically you're not supposed to put anything in the car seat. But what it's an enclosed you- bag. And so Why are they And only TS- <laughs> Yeah, only to only TSA is supposed to open your bag. So why why and are so people death looking? <laughs> we had we had some extra diapers in the car seat. To me makes sense. Like why would that First off, diapers don't weigh hardly anything, so you can't tell me that it's a weight thing. Plus, you that weigh was the our whole thought, bag. Plus, you weigh the whole. And we were bag, only going so for a weekend, like- so since we were only going for a weekend, we were like, "Oh, we're not going to buy diapers when we get there." So we just put some of the diapers in the bag. Well, then when it got left at the desk because she didn't print the tag, <laughs> they like opened it and they were like, "Well, technically, we could charge you for this because you're using it as a bag." not just a car seat. And so I that was really, like really somebody, like, I don't know. Cause there's lots like of travel accounts online that will say, <laughs> there's lots that. of travel accounts online that will say like, if you're taking your car seat and you're gate checking it, you can stuff like your child's jacket, you know, like that kind of stuff yeah, in there. And sense. as long as the airline doesn't have a problem, now you need to be, you don't need to be banking on that space because the airline is within their rights to say, you need to open this bag or if they see you putting it in there, tell you that you can't or whatever. But since the rules are so ambiguous, you know, but yeah. So they were like, well, technically she should have just charged you. And I'm like, well, if she would have charged me $30, would she have put the tag on it? Could I have made my flight? Like, I was about to say, I'm like, was the problem, not the free. <laughs> yeah. And then, so of course, when they reschedule our flight, um, they put us in two random seats which means that my husband and I were not sitting together, which put it on our backs for us to try to find seats that we could sit together by trading with other people. And people just don't want you on the flight. Like some people are just like really, really not happy that there are babies on the flight, but that is public transportation. Yeah. And I get like, we were talking about this with another friend of ours and she was like, yeah, but people hate it when you ask. And I get that. I super get it of like, there are some people who experience this like feeling of entitlement and they're like, no, you're a single traveler. So you need to move so that I can sit with my family when I didn't plan ahead. But like there are also situations and I feel like as someone traveling on public transportation, it's an important perspective to keep that like everyone around you is experiencing something out of their control. And so like 
when I was a single traveler and would travel by myself, like I would look for those people because it didn't, I didn't care about where I sat, but there were, I mean, I distinctly remember a flight where a woman had three children with her. One was a lap child and two were sitting next to her and her husband was on the other end of the plane. And she was like, we tried as hard as we could to get two and two so they could split the kids up and they couldn't. And so it was like either one of her children sits alone or her husband sits alone. And like, well, that is bonkers. And you say, you know, that you say you as a fly, as a flyer don't care where you sit on the plane, but airlines have made it now to where people do care where they sit on the plane because in order to pick your seat, you no longer are just assigned okay. seats. You have to pay. So if you paid $17 more to sit on a window and somebody's trying to get you to trade for a middle, of course you don't want to trade. And I completely understand that. That's just crazy, though, that like that feels so exploitive to have to pay to sit certain places because like there's also the factor of like I thought it used to be the, you know, the kind of myth was that it's about weight distribution throughout the plane. But like now it's about money. <laughs> and that's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's to recoup some of the prices they get when people buy like um, seats on sale and stuff. But so what we do is we will if we like on this last flight, what happened was we got split up, but we had four hours, you know, so we came home back to our house, put our baby down for an early nap. And then my husband got on at, with the airline and he got his assigned seat swapped for a middle and they had assigned me and the baby to an aisle and so he was like I will be in a middle and then whoever is on the end of my aisle will probably be more likely to swap you for your aisle seat because aisle and seats so that, aren't this big commodity as much as windows that's really smart well and you're swapping like for like and so you're swapping an aisle for an aisle as opposed to swapping a middle for a middle or a middle for an aisle. And so that that has worked for us in the past. You know, life hack, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Try yeah, to that was call the airline. Not our favorite. And then, of course, our flight back was miserable for a whole different reason. And that's because yeah, the spy. air conditioning was out on the back end of the plane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, that is just wild to me. Because you're in a small tube, and I would think if the air conditioning's out, is also the, like, air circulation out? Like, that would stress me out a little bit. I think it has to do with, I mean, like, no, because, like, air conditioning is different than air circulation. But also, it was still working on the front end of the plane. And so I think, in theory... It still keeps you to whatever the, you know, the minimum level of comfort is. But when you're sitting with a 14-month-old baby on your lap and she's trying to sleep, but she's uncomfortable and you just left somewhere where it was 40 degrees and so you're wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and oh, yeah. you're just straight up cold. I didn't even misery. think about that. Misery. See, I cheat because anytime I traveled, and of course I only ever traveled alone or with my husband but I always wear a long dress it sucks because a lot of times you don't have pockets but I'll wear like a hoodie with pockets and then like a long dress and that way if it's hot on the flight I can roll my dress up to like my knees or my thighs 
and then I'll like put it back down if it's cold and use it as a blanket. But see, you know. and I think I think we just had gotten a little bit complacent with traveling with her because That's like fair, the first few flights dressed in layers and you know, wore the baby wrap instead of the baby carrier so that I could keep her wrapped on my chest even when we were sitting down and like all of these things that you do that are supposed to help. And then this was literally like a hour and a half flight, two hour flight. And then we were at a hop, skip and a jump and we were there, you know, and no, no major layovers or anything like that. And so I think we just thought like, oh yeah, ain't no thing, but it was a thing. That is really fascinating because I didn't think about that. But you're right. Like when you first are traveling, like if I was to take my child on a plane right now, because I haven't done it, I think I would over prepare. But once you get used to it. So like the best example for that is that we do car rides constantly. Like my husband has to go out of state with the military um, to like two different states or we have to take my stepson back and he's in a different state or we come and see family members or whatever. And so like even our like hour and a half drive to meet you was something, well, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the flight uh, for the drive because I wore my chicken boots <laughs> and had to get some shoes when I got there because yeah, I didn't have getting your shoes. That's kind of a big one. But, you know, I think because we travel in the car so much, it's really easy for us to get a little complacent. Like I just yesterday at my consignment sale bought some sunshades because I realized that like over the course of the last almost two years, our sunshades have like broken down. And so I realized like when we drove to Asheville that we didn't have any sunshades in the back of the car and both boys were just miserable because one of them was in the sun the whole time. And so I was like, this yeah. is a really and easy it is fix, miserable. but it's, it's a really easy fix, but you don't think about it when you've kind of gotten used to it. So I could see that almost being the same parallel situation with you and flying is like, you don't think about wearing long sleeves because you're so used to being comfortable on the plane because, well, there's always a discomfort on a plane, but like you're so used to being okay that you don't have to put these like red light focus. Oh my goodness. Everything's stressful kind of. It's almost like that. Um, there's a saying in like the mental health field that like anxiety shouldn't always be shut down because anxiety is what kept people alive for thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> like, It is important to be afraid of bears and tigers because bears and tigers (laughs) will kill you. Like, it's okay to have anxiety about being up high because if you fall from a really high place, you're going to die or get injured. Like, there are healthy fear of drowning will teach you to swim. Exactly. Like, there are important things, important uses for these. And so, like, you know, not having that severe anxiety is really good. But having a little bit of anxiety helps you remember all the things you need on a trip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And having a couple really wild flights um, ahead of we've got we've got a a really, really big travel um, experience coming this spring. We're going to Europe with a toddler. (laughs) And that's a a it's a nine hour flight. Oh, man. That's her whole day. Well, it's her whole night. 
actually oh, on good. the way there. And then it's, it's overnight on the way there, and then it's during the day on the way back. How are you going to handle, like, um, jet lag and things like that? Like, I can't wait to talk to you about this when you get back. Well, yeah, we should probably talk about it when we get back so that I can, you know, not be one of those people that has the big, huge plans and then doesn't work out. But we are going to, um, a week or two before, actually start shifting our schedule. So we will be pre-jet lagged a couple days at home so that the – because the time change is seven hours. Oh, my goodness. Um. And so I seven, six, eight, something like that. Um, so if we could it's do half, there. if we could do half, um, then that makes for a couple awkward days at home because you're like, you know, potentially many- up in the middle of the night for no reason. Is it going to be one of those where like she adjusts and then you have to adjust coming home like right after? Well, we're, we'll be gone for 10 days. Oh, okay. So that's a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So if they say it takes three to four days to adjust. So there will be some, some adjustment. Um, but so if we could adjust, you know, pre-adjust and just be off. Uh, and w- we are lucky that she is still kind of bouncing between a two nap and one nap schedule. That may yeah. seriously help us a lot yeah, um, because we may be able to roll with the punches there a little bit. Um, and... Yeah, we're just going to kind of see how it goes. Well, I'm pretty excited to see how your, like, international customs experience is because I feel like, and knock on wood, I don't want to jinx you or anything, but I feel like maybe those people have a little bit more training. I don't know. Maybe. Do you feel like they do? I have no idea. I've only... I haven't I haven't continent hopped yet. Oh yeah. Um, so I have I have been out of the country, but I've been to I don't know, have I continent hopped? Where's yeah, Guatemala? Even Guatemala? Oh, it's not on our so, continent. <laughs> that's in South it. America. I did not do good Is in it? geography in school. I'm an engineer, not a cartographer. Is it in South America South America or is it on an island? I think I feel like it's just it's not an island. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Geography is really, really strong for me as well. Doing great oh, over here. So funny. I think it's just Central America, not South America, but still. Oh, that makes sense. Um, it's in the weird, mushy part. The weird, mushy part um, where the food and weather is better. <laughs> exactly. Closer um, to the middle. But yeah, so, I, you know, we're pretty excited for our trip. But we also have our expectations slightly below the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And print out all of your laws. All of them. Know your rights. Know your rights. Print them out. Know your rights and pack snacks. Oh, my goodness. That's the only thing that I know for sure. Yep. And extra dry formula in the diaper bag. (laughs) Well, now that we are getting – now that she's over a year – we don't do as much, but we will definitely end up taking some because yeah. if all else fails, it's like a nice protein than, shake. I was about to say, it's probably easier to do that than like milk because milk has to be kept cold. Especially because she's lactose free <laughs> and you can never find lactose free milk. But wherever there's a Starbucks, they got her. 
They got her back. I was about to say, you should do what I do, which is I pack um, oats because you can always make oat milk and I can always oh, yeah. feed that to the kids. Like that's that's my like we, go-to with travel. We travel with um, <laughs> like oatmeal, like baby oatmeal that you can just add water to as well because that's super easy. Oh, you can always you can always find fruit to add to oatmeal. Um, and I'm excited for her to get to try like new foods and stuff. Like you're yeah. going to ruin her on all pasta. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I bread. think that we're going to have a really, 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 it's going to be one of those things where people are like, why would you take her? She won't remember it. It's like, but we will remember it. Like we yeah, will remember like, getting to experience this together. Yeah. So we're going to cross our fingers that you have a better travel time hopping the ocean than you did, um, you know, hopping the state of Tennessee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cause, cause yeah. You just jumped over it. Well, kind of. You didn't really jump over Tennessee. Anyways, you jumped over something. The jumped over a state. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where, like, even with our trip to Asheville, like, traveling – wasn't great, but once we get there, she always adjusts really, really well. Yeah, and that's what really our well. hope is for Europe as well, is that she will, like, even if getting there is hard, even if traveling is hard, yeah, once by the you next get there. Morning, she was, like, bounced back. She was fine. She wasn't happy when you got to the Airbnb, but she was fine the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. So... We will have to see if you don't hear an update on the next couple episodes of the podcast. <laughs> it's because I'm just not emotionally ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> right. Well, we have we have a couple. We're going to put some nice little regular episodes in there. And then I'm going to have um, maybe, a, maybe a friend come on so I'm not so lonely. I don't have to talk to myself. Although, Although so you'll have you somebody admit- to talk to while I'm gone. Yeah, talking to myself might be slightly more interesting for cer- a certain population of audience, but I feel like I could at least find someone to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great. Get some new voices well, in here, get some other good moms in here. Yeah, I was about to say that. Well, I'm going to end and I'm going to tell you that you're a good mom. Even though I drag her places and travel with her, I try, I mean, I try to I be a good feel mom. Like, I feel like liking your child enough that you want to bring them with you when like you could just like ship them off to a grandmother <laughs> like my husband and I have talked it's about a good that perspective like, if we jump if if we went to you know a somewhere on a vacation like there is like a balance of like do we bring the kids for not missing them and enjoying it with them but uh or do we enjoy some time by ourselves? And I think there's a balance oh, yeah. there. There's a totally different vibe. Totally different vibe. You're a good mom, though. I think you're a good mom, even though your son hasn't been on a plane yet. Not like a commercial one, as you said. One day. One day. One day he's going to find out that there are commercial planes and he's going to lose his mind. Yes, he is. They're bigger. They're bigger and louder. <laughs> Look how many engines it has. (laughs) All right. Bye. All right.